Welcome to the Rebel Influencer Podcast with me, your host, Leona Burton. In a world where conformity often reigns supreme, I am here to spotlight the rebels, the people who are changing the game. This podcast is brought to you by Peaks Private Members Club, the very place to be for successful entrepreneurs scaling past six figures, those people who are looking for long-lasting connections. At Peaks, founded by Nicola Peak, they specialize in breakthrough business and social events that go beyond the ordinary. It's a place where successful entrepreneurs come together to experience transformative mastermind sessions, receive unique mentoring, and build long-lasting relationships with peers on the same growth journey. Stay with us to the very end for an exclusive Peaks offer. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Rebel Influencer Podcast with me, Leona Burton. And today I am joined by a very special guest who has been, he's been difficult to wrangle. If it wasn't his diary, it was my diary. If it wasn't my diary, it was his diary, which is always a sign of an amazing human, right? So I am so glad I've managed to nail this guy down because he is a busy busy guy but before I get into what all of the things actually not all of them because I'm sure I don't know all of them but some of the things this guy has done in his career I just wanted to say that I have stalked you for the last couple of years since we shared a virtual stage in the middle of COVID it was like literally in the middle of the pandemic we both spoke at some random event I can't even remember what it was um and I've stalked you ever since and I've been blown away by your drive, your tenacity, and your skill set. Like, you are very, very skilled at what you do. Let's dig into that, because you are three-time Olympian and silver medalist, right? Which is just wild. Yeah, it's and it's so funny, like, hearing that from you, too, and we talk about this, you know, off-screen as well as on-screen, is, like, it really goes both ways, right? Like, since you and I first did that event together, I was like, who is this person who's like literally creating awesomeness everywhere she goes, right? And it's, and and you and I both know, right? We always, we always talk about people like surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded and, you know, whether it's directly or indirectly, it literally has an influence and impact on my life and what I do, right? Because I'm like, man, Leona's killing over there. I need to like step up my game, Step it up, Bill. Step it up. What are you slacking for over, over the pond, Bill? Okay. So a definite I mean, you you like you ignite my passion to to succeed. So I mean there's a mutual respect for each other, which I think is awesome and actually just highlights how important it is to curate our own feed. So, you know, when we when we think about social media, there's a lots of negative things. But actually, if you fill it full of amazing, amazing people, you only have to look at social media and, and feel inspired and feel motivated, especially when things get tough, because they do get tough for everyone, right? Let's just highlight that fact. Yeah. Life business is not always easy. Yeah. I mean, you know, my my entire life is has never never really been easy. And I've actually chosen that path because I understand the reward at the end. And, 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 and my life has been so not easy and chaotic, um, as you know, or, or may not know in 2016, the Olympic committee did a documentary on me called against all odds. And they're like, you were voted on as the number one Olympic or Paralympic athlete because you overcame like the hardest parts of life to achieve what you've done to that time as an Olympic athlete. And, 
you know, I, I, I always just try and like let people know that like, yeah, sometimes it, it is easy to take the easy path, but you also need to understand like what's at the end of that path, right? It's not going to be as rewarding and you're not going to learn as much and you're not going to grow as much. So, you know, be very clear on what it is that you want to do and have an understanding of what it takes. And, you know, you and I both know in the coaching space, right? There's so many people like I'm a coach and, and it's like, you know what? you know what it took for me to be a coach? Like it, it, it was a lot of grind and a lot of mistakes and a lot of failures and a lot of learning and a lot of overcoming adversity to get in that space. Um, but again, I wouldn't change any of that because I've learned and I've grown so much in turn to fulfill one of my main pillars of, which is being of service to others. Right? Like everything that I went through and everything that I've accomplished and everything that I achieved and everything I will continue to accomplish and achieve all is for the purpose of me being able to help someone else out do something similar to what I did to find their own success and, and again, pay it forward, if you will. So you did this documentary, the Olympic Committee did this documentary on you against all odds. Let's, if you don't mind, rewind a little bit and talk about how you got to that point of being in, in, in the Olympics, which is just incredible. You know, um, gosh, early on in my career, I, I, I didn't really have a vision of accomplishing anything. You know, I was um, I was born to a, a, a street family. Basically, my mom was a drug addict, um, you know, prostitute, alcoholic, lived the street life. Um, and that's kind of what I was born to. And I thought that was normal. So I didn't really notice anything different. But as I got older, and, and when I say older, I'm talking like, seventh grade. So I was like 11 or 12 or whatever that is. I was, I, I was like reflecting on like my life. And I was like, man, at some point in time, I'm going to have to grow up and I'm going to have a family of my own. And I, and do I want to provide them with the same life that my mom was providing for me? And at a young age, somehow I had this thought and idea in my head and I was like, no, that's not what I want to do. So what can I do to change my trajectory of life? And at the time, you know, I'm really big at taking negative situations and turning it into positives. So at the time, I was really good at running from cops and jumping in fences and running from trouble, right? And so I was like, oh, man, I see these kids doing this, this sport stuff where they're running and they're jumping and they're handing off this baton. And of course, it was track and field, but I was really, really intrigued by it. And I was like, well, if I'm good at running from cops and jumping fences over here, I can just take that same mindset and that ability into this sport and see if it works. And it did. It worked out really, really well. And by the time I've got into high school, the coaches were like, you know, if you could do this sport called the decathlon and the decathlete is considered the best athlete in the world. And I was like, let's do it. Sold. I don't, I don't even know what it was or what it I'm included. In. I'm just in, right? Because as a young kid, I wanted to change my stars and do something that no one ever, ever expected this dirty little street kid to ever accomplish. And so I, I pursued, you know, my education and sports, which eventually took me to, um, you know, I trained for the 1996 Olympics, but I was a little bit young. Then I trained for the 2000 Sydney Olympics. At that point in time, I was ranked top five in the world. And Everyone was like, finally, Bill is going to go to the Olympics, right? And two weeks before Olympic trials, I blew my ankle out at a track meet and took me out of, out of that. 
and I had to adapt and pivot. And somebody brought the whole idea of what would it look like if you did the Olympics in Salt Lake City? And I was like, what are you talking about? That The Olympics are in Sydney. They're like, no, the Winter Olympics are a year and three months away in Salt Lake City. You should do it. Like, how cool would that be? And I was like, uh, it wouldn't be cool because I don't ski, I don't figure skate, and I don't play hockey. Like, where where does it fit in? And, uh, of course, somebody's like, hey, there's, there's a sport called bobsleigh, and they recruit guys like you that are fast, powerful, and strong. And you know, why not give it a try? And I was like, well, first off, it's a year and three months away. There's absolutely no way that somebody can switch sports, completely different sports at an Olympic level and have the idea of like making it. No way. And they're like, well, how cool would it be if we could take your story that you grew up in Salt Lake City, homeless, drug addicted parents, gangs, drugs, alcohol, turned your life around to then make the Olympics in the same city you grew up homeless. And a light went off. And I was just like, why not me? Why not? Right? How cool would that be if we could really write that story of going from the streets of Salt Lake City to the Olympic podium in Salt Lake City? And that just drove me so much because I reflected on, again, as a little kid, like I'm here because I want to change this, my stars and change the trajectory of not only my own life, but my family's life and, and make history. And I said, you know what? Let's just go for it. We've got nothing to lose. It's a year and a half commitment. Why not? And and we did. And and you know, because we took that same mindset into the sport of bobsleigh, you know, a year and three months later, made the US Olympic team. A few months after that, won the first Olympic medal for Team USA in 46 years. Uh, my college athletics coach always told me any fool can accomplish something great at least once. Prove me you're not a fool and do it again. So I did two more Olympics. And, um, you know, it's it's amazing to be able to sit back and reflect now on, on the decisions that I made along the way with, you know, family, team members and friends. Um, but, you know, individually decided to like step up and to say, you know what, why not me? You know, I'm, I'm the guy who was never supposed to be. I was told that I probably wouldn't make it to the age of 16. So what do I have to lose? Right. And, and so we just went for it and obviously it worked out really, really well. Uh, that is just mind blowing. It's absolutely mind blowing. And what, a, what a change that <laughs> you used your, I don't like to call it pain, but your experience, mm-hmm. your, your situations and your circumstances. And you were like, actually, no, I, I'm going to do something completely different. And it's sometimes so easy to continue in that painful situation because we know it takes work we know it takes dedication we know it takes all of the hours and all of the the tears and the frustrations and the tantrums and the the letdowns from ourselves sometimes and from other people and it is not easy but you did it so after you'd done the olympics and you'd you know you'd created all this success and i'm sure you had a lot of fun while you did it what came next what came next was probably the most disastrous part of my life. And, um, you know, as an athlete, right, more specifically, I would say as an Olympian, you always have these dreams of goals of, of going to the Olympics, representing your country. And from there, like the expectation that everyone tells you, including your coaches, 
is that if you make the Olympics, all these opportunities will be there for you and you will never have to work another day in your life. Well, to a degree, there's some truth to that. But what I wasn't prepared for is the reality of what was my identity as a normal person or post-Olympic career. And I had a really serious loss of identity um, that just took me down a, a eight and a half year path of severe depression, addiction, alcoholism, near homelessness again, suicide, victim mentality. Um, I was absolutely the most miserable. I was so miserable. I literally wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy at any point in time. And, you know, I, I was just sitting there all the time going, why is this happening to me? Getting mad at my higher power, blaming my problems and my issues on everyone else. And just going like, why me? Like I, I've done everything that I thought I was supposed to do to, to find success and achieve success. Why is God or my higher power treating me so badly? Right. And it wasn't until um, I got connected with uh, the most important conversation, which is also now one of my companies, as well as Jack Canfield. And, uh, you know, we, we had the conversation about if you currently live a life by default, it's not too late to take that architecture in which you were responsible for building declutter it and rebuild that 100% by design. But the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you take 100% accountability for everything that's happened in your life. And, and when I say everything, you know, as well as I do, Leona, I had to take some of the worst moments of my life that I felt 100% that other people had done to me and find a way to take responsibility for those situations but when I was able to do that, it was literally like somebody took a magic wand and donked me on the head. It was like, wow, wow, right? And it's then I, reclaiming your own power, isn't it? And that that yeah. is that's very, very powerful. Because you know what? We can sit and we can look at all the things that happened to us and you know, come up with a hundred reasons why we shouldn't and we couldn't, and all of those things, but actually, you know what? There are there's evidence all around us that it people go through some serious stuff and they can they can flip the switch. Yeah, I mean it's a you know I I like to tell like uh, people and organizations that I have an opportunity to collaborate with that as human beings we are given this amazing gift called choice, and if you utilize it in the right way you can make some of the best decisions in life not only for yourself but for the people around you your family, your organization. And, you know, thankfully I chose to stop being a victim of my circumstances. And, you know, it reminded myself when I, when, when Jack told me to take hundred percent accountability, I was like, that's exactly what I did as an Olympian. I took hundred percent accountability for everything in my life. So I already have the tools and the know-how. I just need to now take it and then apply it to the real world. And, and, you know, when I did it, I was literally like, hoping oh gosh please just please make this work please make this work um because like again like i'm stressing how dark of a space i was in but i was in a really really dark space and i was just like i hope this works i hope this works and when it started to work i was like whoa like there really is a second opportunity for me a second chance to like really 
design my architecture by design and create whatever it is I want. And, and, and once I got a taste of like that little bit of success, the little stepping stones, I was like, I'm not turning back. And, you know, don't get me wrong along the way between when this happened in 2018 until now, you know, there's a lot of learning lessons, but we all know that from those lessons, if we do learn from them, we can create so much more. And, uh, that's what I've been doing, but even more importantly than I share that because, you know, my number one pillar of focus is a service. So when I share the stuff I've been through and I share my successes along with my failures with other people and I teach other people and organizations, that also helps me grow as a human being in, in total, right? So, so now I'm in a position uh, trying to keep up like you and do all the amazing things all over the world and and just having fun doing, just having fun being a human being. What does that look like now on a daily basis for you? So, you know, we spoke before this and you were talking about your multiple different projects that you're going on and, you know, your tech companies and all of the exciting things. And I think when you've got an entrepreneurial brain, it is very hard just to do one thing, right? Everyone always says to me, Leona, stop doing so many things. And I'm like, hang on a minute. I love doing lots of different things because it keeps me alive. Like I feel alive when I'm creative and passionate about something and able to create something that, that, that sparks me. Bill, what are you doing right now? We want the juice. Like we want to know on a daily basis what you're actually doing. So, you know what, on paper, it, it seems really, really chaotic and busy, you know, when, when I get people that go and look at my LinkedIn or I send them my three page, cause I don't have a one page, probably like you, there's so much on there, right? You just can't fit it all in one page to explain who you are and what you do. Um, so it looks really complicated on paper, but because I've done this all by design, I probably have a lot more free time than most people. I, I have way more free time than a person that, own, that has one job. Oh yeah. And, 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 and people don't get how I've done that. I get how I've done it. You get how I've done it um, because it was by design, right? And, and I, I, I get to, you know, again, what do I do right now? You know, so I'm a managing partner in three global technology companies. And when I say global, we work with like the likes of Lloyd's of London, the Canadian government, the IRS, um, NFL, NBA, Major League Soccer, um, some of the biggest tech companies in the world. So we provide like the software behind the software to run and manage like large scale enterprise companies. Um, and again, right. That sounds like a lot more. Um, and then, and then I, you know, I have my own platform, the Olympian speaks, which is my coaching consulting and speaking platform. And then, um, I'm a partner in a, a coaching consulting, uh, design shop, retreat two companies um one is global the other one is kind of national so operationlimitless.com is one where i have four partners that come from very different backgrounds and we do these really experiential like corporate retreats with people and then we've got tmic which is the most important conversation um and that's there's there, there's so much and there's like to all these architects but uh for those people out there that have watched like the matrix um I, that's what I feel like. I'm like, oh, hey, there's something over here. Let's move it here. And, and, I, and it, it's literally just doing this, right? And, and delegating tasks and being, um, you know, just doing it by design. I mean, that's that, honestly, that's the best way I can put it because when I look in the mirror and I, 
you know, if I write down like all the things I've got going on, I'm like, man. And I compare, like, if you compare it to anything else or what a normal person is doing, you're like, how do I do all this stuff? But it, it is truly by design and, and really creating the architecture of life that you want. And, and, and like you, if I was given one thing to do and I had nothing else to do, I would go bananas. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would. I, I, I would be concerned about myself, to be yeah. honest. Right, I was given one thing to do. And, and, I, and every, everyone else would even ask you, what's wrong with you? What are you only doing one thing for? <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm just really, really kind of crackers because I'm not allowed to express myself. Um, so you've got all of these moving pieces, right? You've got all of these moving pieces. However, there are going to be people listening to this that are like, I don't even know whether I'm coming or going. I've got this situation that I'm dealing with in my life, the situation that I'm dealing with in my business. As we know, business is incredibly tough for a lot of people right now. Where would you start? So if, if there's people out there that are looking at that, like my um, recommendation, I guess, if you will, I don't like giving advice because that could be you know, well, whole nother conversation, but um, it's like, again, one of the things that Jack taught me is like, be clear on why you're here, right? What is it that you're doing and why are you doing it? And are you doing it the right way? You know, if you take like somebody who's starting a business, we'll just take that example. You know, a lot of times it's really cool and sexy to say, I'm an entrepreneur and I've got my own business and it's really, really cool. And I, and I dictate my own hours um, which in the entrepreneur world, we both know there's no such thing as hourly rates or anything like that. Cause we're constantly just on, on point. Like it is what it is. Um, but it's like, if you don't have a true solid game plan for even the littlest things in life, relationship, your kids, your business, where you work, you know, a bucket list of things you want to do in life, right? The more granular, um, we can be on that or the more micro we can be on that for the macro end result, the more we have an opportunity to really navigate those waters. Um, my experience with a lot of my clients, both individuals and, and companies, is that they tend to lose focus on why they're here and they start going down all these rabbit holes that they have nothing to do with who they are, what they want to do and what they want to accomplish. But they get into that comfort chaos zone of grind, 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 right? We hear people all the time. Oh, I'm grinding, right? Oh, I worked 12 hours today. Okay, cool. What does it actually do for you? Right. Yeah. And, and when we look at it, you know, right here, you have this goal here, you have this goal here. Now with what you're doing, does that work with the goals that you originally had? And, exactly. if, and if, you know, and you know, as well as I do, if, if it doesn't, then we need to go take a couple steps back. I, I couldn't agree more. And actually, at the moment, I'm doing something with some of my community. And I'm just like, guys, let's strip it back. Because there's so much noise online. And, you know, I, I love the mentoring space. I love the coaching space to a degree. I think it's amazing. But I also think it's awful at the same time. And I think there were so many voices. Yeah. People go, oh, I'll try a bit of this. And I'll do a bit of that. And I'll throw it in the pot. And I'll see what sticks. And I just keep listening to all these people over and over and over. And now I'm really confused. I don't even know what I'm doing with my own life my own business and I'm like what <laughs> hang about stop 
we need to scrape all this away and we need to go back to what it is we want out of life, first and foremost, because that's really important. And the majority of people don't do that often enough. In fact, they don't do it at all. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I see it all the time is, is, you know, people are so concerned and we, and as society, we teach people, sadly enough, for the next best thing, right? Before you even know what this thing's about, you're already looking for the next best thing. And, and you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough coming from an athletic background and now like entrepreneur business background that I get to tell people, let me ask you a question, Leona. When you think about me going to the Olympics, do you think I went to like one conference that talked about bobsled and then the next week I was on the Olympic team winning Olympic medals? I don't, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> right? So so I just let people know. I'm like, it's the same thing with your own life or your business. It is going to take time. It is a process. And just because Bill told you some one thing and it didn't work doesn't mean there's not another way to do it. Or you know what? Try it consistently. Make it a practice. Do it until you feel like you really understand it to where you can, I call it, manipulate or matrix the situation. And if it doesn't work then, and, and you've already like reached out to other people for help, then let's look at some other way that you could go about going it. As an athlete, that's what I did to the core. Because I was that athlete that everyone wanted to be like, oh, you need to do this. You need to do this technique. You need to try it this way. And my coaches were like, don't listen to any of the other coaches. But I honestly, I feel like I was gifted because I did completely opposite of what my coaches said then. And I would listen to a coach or an athlete tell me how it worked for them. I would then put that in my toolbox and try it multiple yeah. times. And then if it didn't work, I'd be like, no, it doesn't work for me. I'm going to try something different now. Right. But I knew I exhausted that one before I moved to the next one. Absolutely. And I think there is a very, very fine balance. So either everyone tries everything all at the same time and because they haven't given it any time, they can't really see what sticks or they get like they do one thing once and they're like, I've tried it. It's done. I'm out. Like I'm like, guys, you know, this overnight success thing. And I'm sure you had it yourself. It's like, oh, you know, she's an overnight success. I'm like, I've been studying media since I was 19 and now 37. It's a long time, right? Mm -hmm. So I might appear to be an overnight success, but it's hundreds of thousands of hours of learning and all come together and amalgamated into this kind of middle ground of what I do now. And so like, yeah, of course, absolutely. Has it led to some success? Yeah. But it's taken a lot of years and I'm sure you're exactly the same. You know, you went, you, you were in a bobsled, but the reality is all of your fitness came from all of the things that you, you did before that. Yeah. Not, and not just physical, mental, the mental emotional side of that too. Right. Yeah. I always like to tell people too, and they're like, you know, when we're talking about these near wins, instant success, right? And I'm like, well, let's, you know what I like to bring up? I was like, let's, let's talk about the lottery, right? You know, the fun phrasing part of someone who wins the lottery, everyone's like, oh my gosh, they're so lucky. They just, you know, bought a lottery ticket and won. I'm like, to you, yes. But the reality is behind the scenes here where I live to buy a lottery ticket, you have to drive two to three hours. And I said, so you think about it, that person either has to drive a long ways all the time to get a lottery ticket, or they have to have a job to pay for these lottery tickets. 
and then they have to go up there, wait, buy these tickets. I said, so there is, even though it's minimal compared to what we're talking about, there was work that had to be done in order for them to win the lottery. They just didn't wake up and all of a sudden somebody knocked on the door and said, you want a lottery, right? They had to still do something and they had to be consistent at it. I assure you the person who won any lottery didn't buy just one lottery ticket. No, absolutely. I'm pretty sure they bought quite a few. So you went from the Olympics. You had, you know, this eight and a half years of, you know, trials, tribulations, difficulty. Something happened and you decided enough was enough and you were going to turn your life and, and do something about it. How did you get into, into coaching and how did you get into tech? Because they are two very different things. Yeah. So again, this is back in 2018. Um, you know, I was living by myself. I couldn't, I couldn't sustain any type of relationship with any gal or even my family members. Um, I surrounded myself with party people who just partied all the time. Um, I was isolated, um, again, very, very miserable. And one of my friends from Hawaii, calls me up and he's like, hey, I know this guy that has this technology in corporate retreats. You guys should talk because he wants to bring it to the U.S. Olympic Committee. And, and, and so he and I jumped on the phone and we were talking about his tech. And I was just like, okay, don't really see where this is going, but we'll continue to entertain the conversation. And he says, hey, by the way, I'm starting this new group called TMIC, which is the most important conversation. He's, it's a coaching platform. Um, it's a year long program. We're, we're testing it right now. And I want to invite you if you want to come. And I was like, I don't know that whole coaching thing is just like really weird. And I don't know if it's something for me. Cause in my head, like I already knew, I knew everything. Right. <laughs> and, and he says, well, you know what, just, just join for the first conversation. And if it works for you, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Now, again, remind you in the audience, I was in such a poor place. The architecture I had built up into that was the dark, darkest, ugliest, scariest, horriblest place anyone could ever be. And the first Zoom call we had was um, talking about, do you lead a life by default or do you lead a life by design? And, you know, he started talking about if you lead a life by design, everything in your life is going exactly the way you want it to. You're fulfilled. Your your pillars are all happy. You're doing this. And some of the language he was talking was very foreign to me, the positive side. Right. But when he's like, if you lead a life by default, these are all the things that are not going well. You're unhappy. And I was like, yep, that's me right there. hundred percent to the T. And, and, and he said, now, if you lead a life by design, it's not too late that we can take the architecture in which you built, declutter it and rebuild it by design. And, and that one Zoom call that lasted an hour because I made the choice to actually join it and, and not be so judgmental or have an unconscious bias about it, changed the trajectory of the rest of my life. And um, and that's, you know, then I got certified through Jack Canfield Um and just I've, I've done our own program within TMIC three, four, maybe five times over. Um, but I also implemented it into my life daily. It wasn't a near win where I talked about being certified or I learned this. I actually implemented it into my life and my business and my relationships daily. And I continue to do so. 
And um, I, I, you know, I, I'm so grateful I have an opportunity now to reflect back then at that human being that I was and, and, and where that human being wasn't going in life to see like the small changes I decided to make and, and, and thankfully in support of other people to now be where I am today. Do you find it, it's, it's the little things, it's the incremental, you know, behind the scenes, you know, making this decision instead of making this decision, responding rather than reacting, you know, how you wake up in the morning versus how you don't wake up in the morning. For me, it's that has been the biggest change for me. Yeah. It's not all of a sudden, you know, this miraculous, ta-da, I'm here, I did a course, and now I'm amazing. It's like, it's all of those learnings and lessons and the books and the YouTube and the coaches and the, you know, seminars and all of those tiny, tiny little layers have built to, to where I am now. And I'm sure in five years' time, it will be different um and I think sometimes people look in from the outside and they think you know it's I'm if I just do and I just have and I just throw lots of money on my credit card and you know and then they get frustrated when it's not immediate and for me it's like no guys yeah it's a it's a continuous effort yeah I I, I love this conversation we're having too because I you know I, I think you know the terminology the be do have right if we yeah. If we be a good person, we'll be able to do the things we want and eventually have the things we we, we need in life. And I, you know, I, yeah, I 100 percent believe that it's the small things in life. Um, you know, there's so many quotes and analogies. You know, we hear it all the time. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Um, the problem is, is we've gotten to society where we tell people you can have this with minimal work and and, and like. I even think back to the days of where they started doing online lead generation with supplements and weight loss and all that stuff. And we were convincing society that if they take this one pill, it'll change their life and they'll lose weight and they'll be healthy. Um, you know, another, another aspect is when we started giving medals to every kid who went to a sporting event, right? They got the near win that they were the champions also. Yeah. So, you know, what I, what I always like to communicate to people that, you know what, and, and I say this, and, and I hope this really comes across strong and no offense to anyone, but the, the reality is reality, is how many times with how many people that have overcome great odds to find success, do you have to have someone like Leona, someone like Bill, someone like um, Tony Robbins, someone like Jack Canfield, these people that have overcome great odds to find success, how many times do you need us to tell you that there is no instant gratification to success. There is a roadmap and there are hurdles and there's going to be good times and there's going to be bad times and there's going to be absolutely really shitty times and everything in between. But if you stay focused and you surround yourself with the right people and you're willing to put the effort forth over time, you will eventually reach success. Right. And, and, you know, I see it all the time, just like you do that people are like, Oh, you know, we see somebody that was successful on TV. So instantly we're like, Oh, I can do that with minimal effort. Right. And that's why we get people jumping from one thing to another thing. And, you know, maybe, maybe like you, or maybe not Leona, I have friends that are literally doing the same thing they were doing 20 years ago, still talking about them achieving the same thing they were talking about 20 years ago. And they've not moved the needle at all because they haven't been willing 
to put the effort in and commit not only to the project, but commit to themselves on what it is they want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And it is a commitment to yourself. It, inevitably, that's the biggest commitment of all, right? It, yeah. Forget everybody else around you. I love my husband. The reality is it's a commitment to me. I have to be the one to put the effort in. I have to be the one to take the action for the things I want to achieve. And I am the only person responsible. And once I understood that fully, once it was ingrained in my soul, there was nothing that could stop me. Yeah. Get me wrong, I have dipped <laughs> and had to climb my way back up. I have had hard days. I have had hormonal days. I have had terrible days. I've had amazing days. But I've had to still keep chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And I can categorically promise anybody that listens to this, there is not a single day that has gone by where I haven't moved the dial forward. Right. And that's what I want people to understand is that it is daily work. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's a tiny, tiny, tiny thing, whether it's just reading a page in a book or listening to a minute of a podcast or something, right? Something. Yeah. It to be done every single day. You're an athlete. I'm pretty sure you didn't get those muscles going to the gym once. No, I, I went once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I'm sure you have to go quite, in fact, I've seen your social media, I know you go regularly, right? Yeah. It's part of your, it's part of your routine. It's just part of your life. Yeah. And that's what you've built it to be, life by design, right? You've designed it so that it is the way it is. And so, yes, we need to impress upon people, but it's not our responsibility. It's your responsibility. The people listening, it's their responsibility to take the action. And as much as we want it for everybody, we can't do it for you. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, years ago, I, I had an opportunity to speak to a school of business here locally, and it was on leadership to legacy. And, and, and I wanted, you know, as much as I know about leadership and legacy, I still went and researched more stuff, right? And, and it came, it, it eventually led to me creating a quote that uh, it goes like this, that dreams are only dreams until we take the actions to ignite them. So what actions are you willing to take today to change your tomorrow, right? And, and I see it, you know, day in and day out with so many of my clients that are just, you know, I'm, I'm really big on visuals. So I have like a lot of my clients as well as myself write stuff down to help them hold themselves accountable. I mean, that's what these four boards are, right? These are four of my different companies and I have a fifth one over here that I have to write stuff down to make it real. And I probably have this duplicated 20 other places on a folder in my computer, in my phone, right? But it's real to me and I hold myself accountable. And because I know if, if, if I don't do it, someone else will do it. I mean, I don't know if you've had that, oppor that opportunity in life where you're like, I've got this great business idea, but I'm gonna put it in my pocket. And then somebody else comes out with that exact same idea and they're super successful. 100%, more right. than one. Right. <laughs> More than so, once. you know, again, I hear you talking about like taking action and, and there's, uh, you know, when I when I did that talk, I, I found a study that said 98 percent of humanity, which now is eight billion people on the planet, 98 percent of them don't take actions on their goals, dreams or ideas that they have. That only leaves two percent of us worldwide that are taking action and actions and goals on our dreams to accomplish everything. Now think about it, if we literally could just change that to 3%, 3% of 8 billion people is a lot of people. And if we just keep that going right, 
and 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 just change the direction or like Muhammad Gandhi says, right? Be the change you want to see. Absolutely. Because I can't be your change, right? No. I can be a part of it, but I can't be it. No, ab absolutely. And and I don't know whether I, I just have curated my own feed like we had a conversation with before, but I feel like I'm surrounded by people that do the work, right. but they're not been deliberate. I have created that by design. And actually, if I look at my life, maybe seven years ago, that wasn't the case. That right. wasn't the case. I, I actually felt, and I'm sure at points you probably felt this yourself, I felt like an alien in my own world. Like, I am not the same as these people. These people don't think in the same way that I think. Yeah. Either they're weird or I'm weird. I can't decide which at this point. And so when I started to really dig into personal development and really work on myself mentally, consistently over a long period of time, I started to understand that it, it wasn't their responsibility. It was my responsibility to physically move myself out of that situation. And I did things like move house. Yeah. I, 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 I had different friends uh, and I changed the places that I attended and I, I took my children out of school and I did all of the things like my whole life looks completely polar opposite to what it used to look like and I remember those people saying oh who does she think she is you know look at her doing all this that and the other and I'm like it's it's not on me to make you feel better yeah it's on me to make me feel better yeah, hundred percent. I always, I always like to tell people, you know, you can't build an architecture of new within the walls of the old one that never worked, right? And and there's so many people that do that. And and just like you said, I I have it all, you know, same thing. People are like, oh, look at Bill. Like, what? Look at what he's doing. Like, right? And 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 when they try and come at me, I'm like, you could do exactly what I'm doing if you made the choice to, right? And I just leave it at that. Absolutely. And that's <laughs> The end, period. <laughs> Done. Okay, so what's next with Bill? Because you've obviously got something very exciting coming up. Yeah, the most exciting thing I've got coming up is I'm um, getting married to this amazing woman. I shouldn't invite her in to come say hi. She's probably doing her own thing. But, uh, you know, as one of my greatest um, failures at life we was relationships. And... Uh, Historically, um, you know, we can look at my history with relationships, being married, being any type of relationship. And I've always done something to sabotage that relationship in one way, shape or form. And but when I when I decided to really um, engage and 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 live a life of personal development, first and foremost, for myself, then all of these other opportunities really just started falling in place. And obviously one of the best ones was my fiance, Kirsten. Um, you know, I, I just turned 50 and I was at a point in my life where I was like, I'm never going to be in another relationship. I can't stand to be in another relationship. It never works. Yada, yada, yada. But at the same time, I was doing all this one, my own work. Right. And out of the blue, this woman shows up out of nowhere and I'm like, wait a minute, who are you? Right. Um, <laughs> And she and is hot. I mean, I would be like, who are you? As well? She's beautiful. <laughs> and, and she's an amazing person, you know, and we, we always talk about really weird things. We're both um, the same uh, astrological sign of cancer. Mm -hmm. um, and, and she just gets everything, right? And, and vice versa. I get everything that she's doing. And I've, I, I just compare it to 
a, a super high level teammate that happens to be my best friend, my lover, um, my accountability person, like everything under the sun. And I'm just super, super excited and fortunate to, to in 30 days, I get to uh, marry this woman for the rest of the days I have here on earth. Oh, well, I am wishing you both the biggest amount of love and excitement over however long you guys have on the planet together. That's just so exciting. And actually, I remember the start of you guys getting together and you just looked radiant. Like I was like, oh, hi, Bill. Hi, Bill, and your spark. I love that. And you've got, how long have you guys been together? So it has been, oh my gosh like a year and a half is all honestly um amazing year and a half though yeah and it's it's interesting too right because some people will be like oh my gosh that's really soon to like commit to being married but when we you know when we took paper and wrote down like you know what are the positives negatives and everything in between it was nothing but like positive and we're like well what's the point like why do we need to wait like you know our family loves us they're extremely supportive my family, I mean, it's just, it couldn't be like a, a, a better situation. I get along with everyone in the family. Um, we do family things together, which is awesome. And it's, it's just like, if anybody's ever watched that, uh, that, that, uh, that program, I think it's on YouTube when they talk about a unicorn, right? The unicorn woman doesn't exist. Well, I found the unicorn and she does yeah. exist and she's awesome. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy guy and you have lots and lots on your plate, but I really appreciate you um, sharing your wisdom with everybody. Can you tell us where people can come and have a little stalk of you, please? Yeah, I mean, I'm all over social media, but the best way, honestly, if they went to to uh, my website, which I still need to change the video on the, on the landing page, but um, if they just go to theolympian.com, um, it has access to, you know, if somebody wants to do uh, work with me, you know, in the tech space, it has my links to our all three of our technology companies. If they want me to come speak or just chat, man, I, like I'm very accessible to the whole world. But the uh, best way is just uh, theolympianspeaks.com. Thank you so much, Bill. You're an absolute legend. I hope you have an amazing wedding. Cannot wait to see the pictures. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It'll be fun. And that concludes today's episode with me, Leona Burton. You have been listening to the Rebel Influencer Podcast. Wow, what an episode. Before you go, I'd just like to say a massive thank you to Peaks Private Members Club for their sponsorship. Just remember, Peaks isn't just about events. It is about creating an environment where entrepreneurs who are serious about scaling their business coming together with a focus on mastermind sessions, unique mentoring, and deep, meaningful connections and conversations. Peaks is about redefining the entrepreneurial journey. Discover more at peaksprivatemembersclub.com and make sure you go and follow Nicola Peak on Facebook or any of her other socials. For our listeners, Peaks is offering a special opportunity. Reach out to Nicola and mention my Rebel podcast and you'll be in to receive an exclusive discount.